I'd like to welcome back my listener today. Today we're going to talk about the debate of student loan forgiveness, cancel culture, or as I like to say, the purge of the right, and the praise that VP Harris is receiving on Twitter about airstrikes that she did not order. Before we dive into today's episode, real quick, in episode two, I talk about minimum wage. Quick add-on to that, there's a California Democratic Representative, Kana, of the 17th District that states he does not want businesses operating that cannot afford to pay the $15 an hour. Here's a quick clip. Well, of course, large businesses like Amazon uh, and McDonald's, for example, can can and perhaps should pay more. But I'm, I'm wondering, what is your plan for smaller businesses? How does this, in your view, affect mom-and-pop businesses who are just struggling to keep their doors open, keep workers on the payroll right now? Well, they shouldn't be doing it by paying people low wages. We don't want uh, low-wage businesses. I think most successful small businesses can pay a fair wage. Um, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. That is one of the most un-American things I've heard in a while. If you don't agree with them not paying $15 an hour, just don't shop there. I mean, this is coming from a sitting United States congressman, no less. What a fucking tool. Okay, there's my only F-bombs for the episode, hopefully. Let's talk about student loan forgiveness. There's an estimated 45 million Americans that owe $1.59 trillion, yes, trillion dollars. 90% of that, roughly, is issued by the federal government. The remaining by, you know, private institutions, you know, banks, credit unions, things like that. Well, President Biden is facing a lot of pressure to forgive a portion of that debt. At one point, they were saying he should forgive 50000 Now it seems to be down to 10000 uh, The argument being made that it'll stimulate the economy, pump money into the economy, money to start a business, because uh, it is kind of an abysmal economy. So, But that's one of the arguments being made. There's a bank rate survey that claims three-quarters of millennials have delayed a major life financial milestone as a result of their student loan debt. Things such as buying a car, buying a home, retirement, paying off other debt. Uh, you know what? Boo-hoo. I'm sorry. You should have looked into what you were borrowing, how it was supposed to be repaid, done a little research before you borrowed the money, because you chose to get a loan for that school, and now that you're in over your head, we should just forgive a large amount of that debt? Sorry, I don't think so. Private institutions certainly are not going to forgive that debt. Why should they? They are in the business of making money. That is literally why they exist, period. If private financial institutions are forced to forgive a debt, they're going to stop issuing out student loans. Why should they? On the chance that later on down the road, the government's going to force them to say, sorry, we're going to tell your borrowers they don't have to pay back a portion of this or they don't have to pay this back at all. There's no money to be made, so why do it? They'll stop doing it. Also, why should we as taxpayers have to pay for someone else's debt? That's what we as the taxpayers would be doing. Just because the money is issued by the government doesn't mean it's not costing anyone any money. It is taxpayer money. So no, I do not think the government should forgive student loan debts. With that being said, 
I do think the government could maybe lower the interest rate or change the program up a little bit so that, say, once you graduate college or a technical school, you know, it doesn't have to be repaid. You know, the first payment doesn't have to be made for four years. That way the borrower gets uh, established in a job, uh, making some money, can get some of those major life milestones, boo-hoo if you can't, out of the way. Um, give them a little breathing room so they're not hit with this massive debt as soon as they graduate college. Because if I understand correctly, as soon as you graduate, that debt starts and you have to start paying it back. So give them a couple of years. And hey, if they're making really good money right out the gate, then hey, they can uh, start paying it back. But say, hey, tragedy strikes. Uh, the company I work for has gone out of business. I lost my job for whatever reason. And you still haven't hit that four-year mark, say you're at year one or two. You can stop making payments and not be penalized. You still have that two years or however much time it is until you hit that four-year mark to pay it back. That gives you plenty of time to find a new job to start paying it back. And again, you don't have to make payments until you hit that four-year mark. Just a thought. I'm no economist, accountant, so I don't know how it all works. You know, but it's it's just an idea. I mean, it seems like these days, the younger generation, not all, want things handed to them. And it's kind of sad. It makes me wonder what my parents thought of us as a generation. Were we coddled too much? I think the current 20, 30-somethings maybe are. Um, they don't seem to want to pay for anything. They want everything handed to them. Uh, you know, it might not be a popular opinion, but it is my opinion. It doesn't make me right. doesn't make me wrong. In this world of right and wrong, people argue all the time. Who's right? Who's wrong? Well, it seems that people have taken this right and wrong issue to the extreme. If it's decided by a person or a group or the media or whoever that you're wrong or they disagree with you, they're not going to agree with you respectfully. They're going to try and cancel your ass. Which brings us to the next subject. The cancel culture. Cancel culture is defined as a way of behaving in a society or group, especially on social media, in which it is common to completely reject or stop supporting someone because they have said or done something that offends you. Uh, I'm not really sure where this all started. I kind of remember something like this about five years back. You know, it just depends on where you look it up is to see when it actually started. Basically, those against you will shame you out of existence. If you own a business, for example, they write horrible reviews about your business, even if the quote-unquote reviewer has never had any sort of interaction with your business. Some may go as far as to protest at your business. Their end goal is to put you out of business forever. It's really freaking sad. I also love the attempt to cancel someone who has said or posted something online 10, 20 years ago. They want to cancel them. Almost everyone has said or done something a long time ago that would be considered offensive today. Then again, what's not offensive today? Seems like everything is offending. I'm sure I offend people all the time. Don't mean to, but I don't feel that I go out of my way to offend people or say stuff that's offensive. And if you happen to get offended by what I say, sorry, you know, life goes on. Here's a list from the Washington Times on 16 February by Kelly Sadler. Uh, list the... 10 most recent examples or popular examples of uh, cancel culture. You got uh, 
Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow, supported Trump, uh, claims election fraud. Well, now is MyPillow has been taken out of like dozens of stores just because, you know, society says we should because he disagreed with something. You got Chris Harrison, uh, the host of ABC's The Bachelor. Oh, geez, that show is still on. Uh, now there's something that needs to be canceled. I mean, it's like a bad porn show without the payoff of seeing. Well, you get what I'm saying. You got uh, Gina. I don't know how to pronounce her last name from the the actress from The Mandalorian. Now she got canceled for saying uh, being a Republican in 2021 is like being Jewish in Nazi Germany. Not the best choice of words, but okay. Uh, Apparently her agent dropped her right away and Hasbro scrapped all the action figures that uh, had her likeness. Now, this isn't to be mean or anything, but honestly, she should have been dropped, not for her beliefs, but because of her bad acting. I'm sorry, I just don't think she was a very good actress. Maybe down the road she would have been, but for this show, I didn't think she was very good. But moving on, you got people like... uh, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram on Fox News, all their shows have been protested and bitched about, you know, that should be taken off the air. Uh, You got uh, the Goya Foods CEO who uh, praised Trump for what he did for the Hispanic community. Well, you know, of course, that one kind of backfired because then uh, everyone went out and bought Goya Foods products. So, you know, instead of having a civil disagreement or forgiving someone for something they may have said a long time ago that may have hurt your feelings today, you know, now we have to rise up and basically, you know, virtually execute the person, if you will. Uh, This is a very dangerous practice. And if it continues, it's only going to get worse, in my opinion. I mean, what's next? As soon as you disagree with somebody, we're going to just, you know, burn your business down. We're going to attack you physically. I mean, it's becoming very sad, the society today, and how offended and how easily we get offended by stuff. And of course, through all this, you know, you can't count on the media to help you because they're making money off of this. You know, you know, they're fueling the fire. Media's in the business of making money as well. And, you know, they don't care how they make it. They don't care what they report. So, uh, I mean, it's really sickening. So you can't count on the media to help us with this. If we were to cancel, you know, and disappear everybody who's ever said anything derogatory, anti-Semitic, made a racial slur, whatever, there'd probably be nobody left. Well, I mean, maybe two or three people left in the country. I mean, it, it's just very sad. Now, I will admit that when the left, you know, eats its own or cancels its own, I do laugh. I mean, to me, it's really funny. When I see a report of some left-leaning person getting canceled or attacked for something they may have said or done, I do hear that familiar sound of... But of course, all too often, you know, people on the left, they don't get canceled. You know, people stand up for them and make excuses for them. You know, oh, it was a bad time in their life. They didn't mean it. They've come a long way from back then. Uh, that was a real heartfelt apology. I, th- I think they really meant it, and we should forgive them. Uh, he or she is a different person now. I think what they said you've taken out of context and blown it out of proportion. You know, the left can do no wrong. Now, try and do that for someone on the right. 
well, they'll cancel that person and they'll cancel your ass as well. I mean, I wonder if we're going backwards in a, as a nation. Are we going to see people with pitchforks, torches, protesting? You know, bring out the conservative scum. They need to answer for hurting my feelings. Ugh, it's, it's crazy. You know, while we're on the subject of canceling people, let's move on to uh, canceling people in another way. How do you ask? Well, via airstrikes, of course. People seem to be celebrating the airstrikes President Biden ordered on uh, 20 terrorists in uh, Syria. The reason people are celebrating airstrikes and the death of people is not for what you would think. First off, they're celebrating the fact that we killed 20 terrorists while we had a person of color in the VP slot. That's right. They're celebrating Vice President Harris for being vice president at the time President Biden ordered airstrikes in Syria to kill terrorists. Now, hey, I'm all for killing terrorists and ordering airstrikes of that sort, but I'm not going to celebrate it because of who the vice president is. I mean, here's some comments from Twitter. Quote, I think the next airstrike needs to be conducted by an all-female person of color team of pilots. End quote. And another one. Quote, big day today. First airstrike on Syria with a female person of color vice president. End quote. Next one. Quote, the first airstrike with a person of color woman as vice president. I'm so proud of this country. End quote. This one really gets me. Quote, girl air boss, airstrike moment, women in STEM. And then there's starstruck emojis, starstruck emojis, independent person of color woman doing airstrikes for the feminists. End quote. With starstruck emojis. And, of course, I'm going to mention this one just because of the pure sarcasm in it. We just had our very first airstrike with a person of color woman as our vice president. I don't know about you, but I have literal chills thinking about how inspiring this is for all the young girls who aspire to be warmongers one day. End quote. To me, that's funny. I'm sorry to let these fine, upstanding Americans know that Vice President Harris had nothing to do with the airstrikes. She didn't order them. She was just a vice president. She did nothing. President Biden ordered the airstrikes. Only the president can give this kind of order, except on very rare occasions, like say he was going into surgery and he's going to be under anesthesia for a while. Yes, the vice president takes charge for a certain amount of time and could, in theory, order airstrikes if needed, if an opportunity arose to take out some terrorists. Sure, but that's not what happened here. And from what I understand and what's kind of circulating now is that she might not even have known about it until she saw it on the news. So all these people are celebrating for the wrong reasons. These people, I'm sorry, flipping morons, just total morons that just have no sense of reality. I mean, it seems like all these VP Harris supporters, they're grasping at straws to try to make her look good. Um, I just, I don't know what to think about it because there is a lot of controversy about VP Harris and her past and how she came to be and how she rose through the ranks of power starting in California. There's a lot of controversy about how she did that. Look at the way the presidential primaries were run. She had no support. Zero. She was near the bottom of the heap. She accused President Biden of, well then, you know, 
wannabe President Biden of sexual harassment and that the people who accused President Biden of harassment should be believed. They need to be heard. Well, when she dropped out and time came and she was asked to be the vice president on the ticket, she jumped at the chance. I mean, what? Really? You sold yourself out that quick just for some power? I mean, that should have told people right there what kind of person she really was. I mean, she'll, it appears she'll do anything she can to get herself ahead. You know, no pun intended. It's just, it's a sad state of affairs when the country promotes and props up this kind of person when they really haven't done anything. Ugh, I could go on forever about it, but I'll stop there. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode about student loan forgiveness, the cancel culture, you know, the Twitter topic of celebrating VP Harris and airstrikes that she didn't order. But uh, how about you hit that subscribe button, maybe tune in next week or sooner to see what WTF politics and other things too is going to talk about. And if you're thinking about getting into podcasting, click the link in the notes. Uh, it takes you to Buzzsprout. If you sign up for the paid plan, you get 20 bucks, and I get 20 bucks as an Amazon gift card. Good stuff right there, free money. And plus, it's a good way to have your voice heard. If you like I do, you, this is mainly for me venting and bitching because my wife is tired of hearing about it. But, you know, let's, I, I find it therapeutic. But anyway, I hope you have a great day, and God bless America. <laughs>